It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Online, on your mobile, and on FM. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. From the Sky News Center at When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song, wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of the bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen for us and us I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bobbing along at the double looks like this season we're up for the cup seven more wins and it's ours welcome to Charlton Live very good evening to you all and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio my name is Louis Mendez joining me in the studio here at the Valley? Is uh, the grand old man of Charlton Athletic? How are you doing, Tell? I haven't seen you in here for a while. No, good evening. Yes, I'm back. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Where have you let been? Me in. Yeah, sunning yourself at the American Rugby, haven't you? I was there, but <laughs> sunning is stretching it a bit. Yeah. Did you Did you miss us? Well, always, always. always. Excellent. Yes. And uh, joining the pair of us, the man who's always here, never <laughs> lets us down, even if even if there's a different sport to go and see. They'll find his bed in here sooner or later. <laughs> Tom Wallin, how are you doing, Tom? Don't tell anyone. <laughs> You're uh, right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not yeah. too bad. Uh, oh, I said you were always here. You weren't here yesterday, were no, you? I so weren't. You actually missed one of the one of the better games of the season. That's annoying. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, yesterday here at the Valley in a, a really enthralling cup tie, a really enjoyable game. 
a wonderful 3-1 win over Scunthorpe in, in the cup, uh, including an absolute screamer from Adam Lutman to open the scoring. We're going to talk about that game. Obviously, we're going to hear exclusively from Russell Slade. I, think, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we're the only show or media outlet that gets an exclusive interview with Russell Slade. So if, if you want an exclusive interview, you have to come to Channel Live. Uh, we've got an exclusive interview with him. The rest of our like, interviews we steal from other places. So like, we've got one with, uh, uh, with Adam Lutman. Uh, we're going to hear from Andy Hunt. Andy Hunt came and visited the club for the Chesterfield game last week. Uh, Ollie's been kind enough to let us have the audio from that. So we're going to hear from Andy Hunt. We want to know what your best memories are of Andy Hunt, actually. What, what memories have you got of that, that fine striker we had back in the was late 90s, early 2000s? Um, uh, also, our other subject today is after Adam Lutman did open the screen with what was a truly glorious strike yesterday uh, into the top corner from all the 30 yards on his left foot. We want to know what your favourite FA Cup goals scored by the addicts are i'm sure there's plenty of ones out there we have had uh, some good runs in the cup in times we've been to the quarterfinals four times in the last 23 seasons and you know one of those there must be some good goals in, in that run uh, so let us know what your favorite fa cup uh Charlton goals are your for your memories of andy hunt what you made of yesterday's win over uh scunthorpe in the fa cup if you came yesterday what you uh why, why you came if you didn't come yesterday because obviously it was quite a low crowd uh, why you decided not to come all of those things you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk Although, if you're getting problems with the emails, we've had a few people uh, saying that the, they're getting an error message from the email uh, account. So, if you're doing that, if you go onto Twitter, then you can uh, just DM us, DM the Charlton Live account with your email, or you could go onto the Charlton Live forum. And uh, there's a thread on there for tonight's show. If you want to put what you'd put in your email, if you put that on the thread on Charlton Life, uh, then we'll be able to read that as well. Of course, you can tweet us at Charlton Live as well. Right. Uh, as I said, it was a fantastic game here at the Valley yesterday. Uh, and it, it, it made for a. a you know, a nice break from, I guess, at times, till this, uh, this season, whereas we're on, a, we're on a little bit of a decent run now, actually, but at times the football hasn't been the most exciting. It's, yeah, I think before yesterday's game, we wouldn't, we weren't looking at it as a, as a sort of break from the league because of who we were playing. Had we been playing anybody else but Scunthorpe, who are flying high at the top of League One at the minute, I think there may have been a different, uh, different outlook before yesterday's game, but as it panned out, um, we we, I wouldn't say that was our best football. I think still the first half at Port Vale yeah. is up there with our best football of the season. But in terms of uh, how we how we compete and how we looked, I thought uh, certainly one of our uh, our most organised displays yesterday. Yeah. And in terms of an exciting game as well, because it was a end to end, so, absolutely yeah. right. Well, let's. Uh, I think you want to hear it again. Uh, Terry and Greg Stubbley took you through the action during that fantastic uh, cup tie yesterday. So let's hear how they uh, described that uh, that win over Scunthorpe. Holmes inside to Jose, nice one too. Holmes inside the penalty area. Ricky Holmes cuts in on his left foot, brought down. No penalty given. Corner kick, Charlton. Dropped down towards Van Veen, who's going behind. Conta, Kevin Van Veen, closed down by Fox. He's gone into his right foot. Straight out, Declan Rudd, let off for Charlton. Yeah, Conza's looking at the referee, thought he was caught uh, in, in the process. It was a combination of getting the ball stuck between his legs and the pressure from Van Veen. Holmes advancing forward. Dwayne Holmes, lovely ball inside to Wiseman, across to Van Veen, who fires over, glorious chance for Scunthorpe, good pressure from Baron Van Veen, just forced his shot over, again, Charlton let off. Kevin Foley still has it, looks across to Ulverstad. Ulverstad across to Consa, inside to Crofts. Cross now to Consa, who brings the ball forward inside Scunthorpe's half. McGuinness looks the ball around the corner, can out by good, be a Charlton throw. Madden's allowed to come back into play. Looks okay to continue. Ulverstad now for Charlton. Long ball forward looking for Jose. It's cut out by Townsend. It'll fall to Lookman. Good touch from Lookman on his left foot. Adamo Lookman! Oh, what a goal! goal. Adamo oh, oh, oh. Lookman! What a belter! 
That's an absolute worldie from Adam O'Lutman. Picks it out. It's a clearance from Tanzen. Fell to Lutman on the edge of the box. Cuts in on his left foot. Goes to the goal. And finds the top corner. Top left corner. Leave Daniels with no chance. Lutman with an absolute stunner in the FA Cup. Well, we were aiming for a Jose. As you say, the defender got in the way. Headed it straight to Lutman. Who just shaped it to his left-hand side. And we said before, I said before... Adamola Lookman prefers the left-hand side and that's why he absolutely spanked it from the corner of the penalty area right into the top right-hand corner and as you say, Luke Daniels grasping air had absolutely no chance what a goal from Adamola Lookman now Charlton can break with Lookman cuts into his right oh. foot, takes a pass forward Lookman looks left for Jackson he's got Fox in the overlap, uses him Fox, crossing opportunity, fires it across oh. looks for Lookman, comes to Johnny Jackson, fires across yeah, gets in the skipper Johnny Jackson oh. makes it two for Charlton. Ball from Fox was cut out initially, fell back to the skipper, fires it into the far corner, and Charlton double their lead. Some lovely football from Charlton on both sides there. First of all, Charlton trying to fashion something down on the right. Didn't quite work. Cut it into Lookman, who sublimely went past two players, and then thought about a shot himself instead. Slipped it to the skipper, Johnny Jackson. Put it out to the overlap, and Morgan Fox is ball back inside, looked for Adam Ola Lookman didn't quite reach him it was cut out but the skipper was on hand to fire that in left footed into that bottom left hand corner and again Luke Daniels didn't have a chance with that Fox's throw looks for Jackson comes back to Cross does well to play it back to Fox cross an opportunity looks for McGuinness McGuinness oh. header tipped over from Daniels could have been free I tell you what Morgan Fox has had a good game so far he's been brilliant defensively he's got forward he needed to that was a cracking cross and McGuinness just left his man uh, to come to the edge of the six-yard box, turned his head up towards goal. Probably comfortable save in the end for uh, Daniels to tip it over the bar. And there is the half-time whistle. It's picked out Morris. Morris will run into the penalty area, sets up a chance here, and it's a superb save from Declan Rudd. As Tom Hopper was let loose in the penalty area from a, a ball from Josh Morris, and it looked for all the world as though he was going to grab a goal back for Scunthorpe. But Declan Rudd got his feet in the way and the ball ricocheted above the crossbar and out for this corner. This time it's uh, Holmes over it. He's got Townsend behind him. Swung into the box. It's a little header and it's gone in from Tom Hopper, the substitute. And Scunthorpe are back in it. Yeah, I've been saying they needed breaking play. Scunthorpe so much pressure early on. The corner comes in. Hopper gets there first, ahead of his man. Poor defending from Charlton. And Scunthorpe back in the game. I can't say Charlton weren't warned. Three really good, maybe four actually, good opportunities in a row for Scunthorpe. And they finally got one from a dead ball situation. Ignores him momentarily. Now he finds Wiseman with well, Jose giving him a bit too much space. He's taken on a Jose back inside on, into the penalty area. Goes back to Holmes. It's a deflection and off the post. Still in there in the trouble. Again, a good save from Rudd. Still in there with Van Veen, he's falling over once, he's back on it on the left, trying to swing it into the top right-hand corner. Got it all wrong, and Charlton get away with one. Ball out on the right, looking for the run of Josh Morris, he's going to take on Morgan Fox. Towards the edge of the penalty area, takes a corner shot, oh, hello, that wasn't far away. Fizzing shot away to uh, the right-hand side of Declan Rudd. Van Veen cuts inside his man, lovely tackle from Croft to come away with it for Charlton. No immediate, too many options. Lovely one-two with McGuinness. Now releases Ulverstead. Ulverstead with Foley tanking away on his right-hand side. Carries on with it, Ulverstead. Little Lovely reverse ball. ball into Lockman in the penalty area. Oh, there's the goal! Hey. And a ball to 
Hoffman has buried number two and Charlton's number three. Lookman surely seals it for the Addicts. Lovely play from Ulverstad. Brings the ball forward. Reverse ball into Lookman. Throw on goal. Before he missed it initially, the keeper did get a touch onto the ball. It's another left-footed finish for Enemo Lookman. Cuts off Daniels, but manages to creep in. And Charlton make it free. There is the final whistle. There we had the uh, the highlights yesterday, and we also had Luke Davenport and his little sister shouting at us. So he came, they came in before the uh, the game yesterday. Luke was the the mascot. I hope they enjoyed their their day. They uh, were good at shouting. Yeah, well, you can, no, you no, can no, hear no. that just there. They usually are. Yeah, um, uh, I imagine they did enjoy their day because it was a great game. It was oh, a really good game of football. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we. Uh we might have been saying something different had uh, Declan Rudd not got us out of trouble yeah. uh, a few times in the early part of the second half because they really did come at us in that second half and I think there was a combination of us probably taking our foot off the gas a little bit at the opening part of the second half because the first half I wouldn't say it was comfortable but um, we seemed to be able to open them up at will when we played football on the floor and, and that's what's sometimes frustrating we, we still at times knock the ball up to McGuinness's head and think that's going to get us uh, pay dividends but mm. every time we played the ball on the floor and around them and try to get behind them, we looked dangerous. And if, we really did look dangerous. If, if, well, it felt to me like may, maybe in the first half, in, until we actually got the goal, I felt Scunford were clearly well on top. I don't know on top, but they were certainly, I mean, I, th- I think they were in it and they looked dangerous. No, every yeah. time they went forward, they looked dangerous. No question yeah. about that. I mean, you're saying that watching that team yesterday, you can understand why they're top of our oh, league. Yeah. And yeah. they were saying just off of, they, they look at they look a different side to us, don't they? I mean, you can see we're, we're probably still, I know we won the game yesterday, but in terms of doing what we did yesterday consistently, I don't think we're. We haven't really achieved that yet this season, whereas they probably have. They got two good centre halves. Um, if you pardon the pun, because one of them scored good. Uh, <laughs> they've got uh, a decent combative midfield, especially Dawson, who's their captain, who, play, who sort of sits in front of the back four. He's very combative. And they got they got goals from uh, I think three different players and and a number of goals as well. Van Veen uh, was one of them. I'm trying to think who the other two were. I think. Um, Van Veen should have scored about six yesterday, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Wiseman's quite uh, quite nippy down the left hand side. One of the guy went off actually. I think. Um, uh, Madden is the other guy who gets, who's, who's weighed in with goals as well. So they, they have, they've scored goals from a number of areas. Yeah, and so Van Veen looked looked a threat. I mean, he was yeah. he was uh, very mobile centre forward. Something I was uh, actually encouraged by yesterday was the, the the amount of changes made by both sides. I mean, Charlton Chal- only made three, and two of those were forced by injury, and and uh, Scunthorpe only made two. So it actually, it felt like we were both teams were taking it quite seriously. And I think um, considering we're like as Russell has spoken as of the uh, that the seed of momentum we're currently growing. Uh, you'd be you'd be mental to pull that seed out and chuck a different chuck a different one in. You want you want to try and try and build on that, can't you? I'd say so. I mean, I, I did expect um, perhaps Batak at the start. Bins is not going to be here next week. I maybe thought uh, McGuinness might not because he's not going to be here next week. So I did wonder whether he'd uh, he'd experiment a little bit. Uh, but part of me was quite pleased he didn't because maybe if you experiment too much, then you lose any sort of um, cohesion that you've had before. Yeah. Mike, we've had a penalty in the first minute. Ricky Holmes going through and then going down. As I felt there was a slight bit of contact. If he'd have gone down yeah. in the first challenge, yes. Mm. But when the second one came, no. No, you didn't, you didn't think there was anything. The second one, yeah. no. The first one, if he'd have gone down when the, the first guy, which I think was um, uh, Wiseman, when Wiseman connected the first uh, time with uh, 
uh, with Ricky, then if it had gone down at that point, yes, definite penalty. But the second one when it came, I think he was still uh, wishing he'd gone down for the first one. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of uh, slightly hairy moments in the in the opening minutes for um, Esri Konza, which is we don't often see that from him. A couple of times he gave the ball away in our half, and well, he wasn't yeah. alone though. To be fair, we mm. we did that quite a few times. Even Patrick Bear, who I thought had a good game yesterday, did that, and I think. Um, uh, uh, Kevin Foley did it a few times. Actually, I thought our best defender, certainly for the first half, was Morgan Fox yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so, so one of one of the notes I've got there was that dangerous cross very yeah. early on, which yeah, that's gone for about two. Floating around at the back post, he managed to get a foot onto it and clear it. Which is why I sort of balked when you said that Scunthorpe were clear on top. I thought all the chances Scunthorpe had in that, especially in the first period of the first half, were all created by us. Mm. They didn't have to work for those. That every single uh, attack came because we gave them the ball. Yeah, fair enough. That's what I thought. Really. Well, no, I, I, in, in my opinion, I thought Scunthorpe had actually started much stronger, and I felt maybe, maybe the pressure they were putting us under oh, that, forced yeah, no, us into mistakes fair. as no, well. That's but, fair. You know, I, I mean, written down before before we had our first shot, I had four Kevin Van Bean chances written down. I mean, he was uh, he was a dangerous looking player, wasn't he? Oh, no question about that. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just think we assisted every single one of those four mm. chances uh, yeah, by giving him the ball in the first place. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when our breakthrough and our goal finally came. Uh, that that was some strike from Adam O'Donnell, was it? I mean, we 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 just lost. I mean, we we just lost Ricky home through injury. And now, I had someone someone was tweeting me to just oh saying oh he never should have played him. You know, it's, it's too risky. He's our only winger. Blah blah blah. Especially considering next week we're going to be down to just him. Bare bones. Yeah. And uh, Russell wasn't very happy with the uh, with the challenge in, on him. I can't I can't really remember it myself. I think it was Dawson as well. It was definite stamp. Mm. Uh, and he's got two cuts on his foot, which are going to need stitches. Yeah. Apparently, so that's I mean stitches on the top of the foot aren't good. I can imagine that will take a while to. Uh... Well, I, I, I mean, you'll hear the interview in a second, of course. They're, they're um, manageable, but whether they'll be manageable quickly enough for next Saturday, I don't know. He said there was going to be bruising as well, didn't he, in that interview? Oh, that so would again, it as well. depends on the uh, level of the bruising, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, we had that setback and potential to be very, very, <laughs> very annoying for us, really. As we say, considering especially next week, we're going to be down. To the players missing, but you know Adam Merida came on again. People were saying, "Oh, they, they, they were expecting him to bring on Botaka." Uh, again, it didn't happen. But Adam Merida came on, and uh, what was it? He was only on for about five minutes before he picked out that top corner. Two, the, the ball comes in with a cross, headed out towards him, two touches, and then just absolutely walloped it into that top corner. He must be horrible to play against, mustn't he? Because you, you just think um, you, you're covering one foot, thinking right. He's obviously if he's playing on the right, he's obviously right footed. I'll, I'll try and just stop him playing with that right foot. And just completely nutmegs you or, or jinks around to the left and lets fly that shot. I mean, my word. Yeah. I thought we were going to have another cashy moment from, uh, uh, from Greg. From Stubbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we do like it when Stubbers gets slightly excited. <laughs> um, uh, it, it must be a special moment. We're, we're here from Adam O'Donnell later on in the show. It must be a special moment for a player playing in his uh, first ever FA Cup tie. And, uh, and and doing that, if FA Cup still has that certain that certain sort of allure to it, doesn't it? Well, you'd like to think so, but I've got to say, I mean, if if, if you spank any goal like that as a player, <laughs> it don't matter where you're playing or who you're playing against or yeah. what competition, you you remember those. Yeah, I still remember some of the ones I've done on FIFA like that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I, I think as soon as, as soon as that goal came, uh, went in, we we seemed to have a bit between our teeth, really. Uh, and it was only five six minutes later that, that that Johnny Jackson scored, and again it was more work from Lookman in the build up. I thought all three goals were uh, were well created. Um, admittedly, all right, the the, the the first goal eventually came because uh, of a clearance rather than our own work. But um, yeah, uh, Johnny Jackson's goal, we uh, we worked it well down the right. Um, probably should have done better with the first cross, maybe uh, if if you're going to be ultra harsh. But uh, by the time it came back, and you know, we foraged after, especially after the first goal, we looked more intense. 
and uh, didn't let Scunthorpe settle at all. Uh, and that hassling created the created the goal. Another great finish. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's a lot. If if you hadn't, if you take Adam Ola's goal out of it, it's, uh, it's probably up there with one of the best goals because it was arrowed into that bottom left hand corner. Yeah, and through through bodies as well. He had, yeah. to, he had uh, the ball came to him after that that cross, and he had to uh, put it into the bottom. Uh, corner. Uh, so then we, we saw another good chance from McGuinness for half time, and then, but I think similar in my view to the to the first half, Scunthorpe came out pretty strongly at the start of the second. Uh, we saw Declan Rudd made a good save at the for start much of longer second. though. I'd, I'd say, yeah, um, I'd say twenty minutes of that second mm-hmm. half. They they really put us on the yeah. back foot. I mean, we saw that. Um, we'll talk about that that save from Rudd. Uh, was it was it Hopper who went through? Um, I mean, Declan Rudd made four or five excellent saves yesterday. Definitely, and uh, if it hadn't been for him, I think uh, we may have lost that second half because uh, while they were on top, uh, three glorious chances, I'd say. The, t- the other two maybe a little bit more um, routine, perhaps, but uh, th- that one-on-one where he, uh, he got his feet to it and it looped over the bar, yeah. that was a, a, a superb save. See, I missed that because Scoop was busy giving me the attendance <laughs> right in front of me, so I had no idea what was going on. Doing that. You could have yeah. just counted that yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you consider there's nobody behind us at all, he could have quite comfortably walked behind us and just handed it to us there but oh no not scoop <laughs> uh, but then the goal does come and uh, Russell talks about how he's upset the fact it came from a set piece considered you know we were you know we, we all know how many Scunthorpe top scorers in the football league and, and, and in well in, in the top four divisions this season the fact that we re- you know reduced them to, to only scoring from a, a set piece and that you know the, the set pieces are the ones that really you should be better at defending than then you know we, we let Hopper manage to it find. It was that a bit space. soft, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a bit soft. Unfortunately, we let him get a march. I don't know who was supposed to be marking him. I'd guess it was Patrick Bauer, uh, but it could have been Bauer or Conza. Uh, they just let him get to the near post, and that's not really good enough, is it? I mean, yeah. um, you don't want to be critical on a three-one victory, but you know th- those are the sort of goals that probably really irk, yeah. especially uh, goalkeepers, centre halves, and managers. Yeah, and it came so close to being two-two just a few moments mm. later. Was it Dwayne Holmes' shot? Uh, took a deflection completely wrong footed rub we've seen that a couple of times in the last few weeks actually where a, sh- a yep. shot has taken a bizarre deflection whereas at times over the last few years they've, they've gone in we've actually been quite lucky the last couple of weeks I think Chesterfield had one in deep into injury time and then this one from Holmes uh, deflected onto the post and, and then uh, Van Veen had about three bites of the cherry trying to knock the rebound in as well uh, we survived there and then to be fair I think after, after they scored I, I felt that not they didn't seem to have as much gusto as they had Perhaps at spells, you know, it seemed like we came back into the game again. We saw a couple of chances from a, from a Jose from distance. And yeah, I don't know whether the substitutions helped uh, in that cause because um, I thought uh, the skipper who put in a real shift. I, I've got to say that I thought um, our, cent- our <coughs> central midfield, especially, but I thought our midfield uh, quartet, um, which started with uh, Holmes and ended up with Lookman, was probably the strongest we've played in that midfield four. I thought uh, Crofts was probably my man of the match actually. Yeah. Excellent, uh, and then uh, yeah, so we, we we keep going, and we, uh, we 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 get the goal that kills it off really about six minutes from time. I what think. a move that was! Again, yeah. started by Cross, um, yeah. great tackle. Uh, looked like he had nowhere to go. McGuinness did superbly just to create a little bit of space to give him that option for a little one-two, uh, and then he just looked right and saw Alvestad, um tanking away down his right hand side, found him. And uh, there was an easy option ball to Foley, who was who was coming over on the overlap. It would have been a much simpler ball to feed him, but he saw that Lookman was just making that reverse run, found him superbly, and uh, and uh, a great finish. Yeah, you've been a bit of a fanboy of Alvestad, Tom, since mm. since he's come in. I guess um, he, he really has added a different dimension to the mid- a midfield that was quite stale and quite slow, perhaps at the start of the season. He, he brings something different there, and that's it, been important for he us. He does, yeah. And I, I've just watching the, the replay of that first goal there it was his long ball that got headed away yep. to find Lookman for the first goal as well and I think 
There was a lot of criticism of, of Crofts in, in a lot of games, and I saw Rich Corley tweet about that yesterday, and I, I don't agree with a lot of that. I think he is a bit more limited, perhaps, and that was something I mentioned yesterday, but I think what he does offer us is a lot of tenacity in the middle, and he works hard. And then with Olverstad, you've got that little spark, and he's one of the players, like Lookman and Holmes, that you enjoy coming down to watch, because... He can pick those key passes. Like Terry says there, when he's got an easy pass, he doesn't always go for it. He's got an eye for a, a more tricky pass, but one that will pay off and perhaps give us more chances. And that's that's why I enjoy watching him. Yeah. And then, so I'll get pulled about that later on in the Russell Slade interview. Listen out for it. Did you get in trouble again? Uh, not in trouble as such, <laughs> but I got put in my place. Easily um, done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, final whistle goes 3-1. And, um, like, I, I came out of that, and everyone chatting down here and in, in the tunnel was all saying... What great, what really enjoyable game of football that was to watch. And I, I don't know, and Tom's shaking his head because he's, he's missed out there. But it was two teams genuinely trying to win a football match. And we don't, yeah. we don't tend to get that a lot. It's usually one team trying to win it, the other team trying their best not to lose it and hopefully sneak it on the break. Mm. Uh, so watching two teams genuinely actually trying to win a football match was a bit refreshing. And I guess that's, that is what would genuinely, you're, generally, you're, you're, you're expect to see in cup games. Yes, unless you're, unless you're playing one of the top teams yeah. at home and you want to get them away. Uh, for a big payday or something, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, so uh, the, okay, the only thing that we also, and Tom's already pointed out he weren't there yesterday, the, the, the crowd was about 4,123 4, it was. It's not, yep. I mean, the, it, it, obviously we know that the crowds are way down this season anyway. It also couples with the fact that a lot of people don't come out for cup games, which is a shame really, because I, you know, I, I personally am a big fan of the cup. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it was very low yesterday, and, and, and there are numerous reasons for that, I guess. But... Yeah, the combination of apathy and uh, and um, protesting, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, they made a decent amount of noise. The four thousand that were in it, yeah, uh, if, uh, I thought. But it, it's Some sad to see. It, it yeah. is sad to see. And who knows if we'd have been playing somebody other than Scunthorpe? Maybe it, it, you know. Once let's hope we get to the third round, for example. Yeah. If we get to the third round, get a, <coughs> a big side, then then maybe you see a slightly more uh, realistic figure. No, no, like if we get to the third round, we get someone. Boy, Scunthorpe will come back yeah. in. Altering them or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we will. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> right, uh, Russell Slade was a very happy man. Uh, after yesterday's uh, game, he came in to speak to Terry. An exclusive interview here on Channel Live with Russell Slade after yesterday's uh, cup win against Scunthorpe. Joined in the studio by a very happy, I suspect, uh, Russell Slade. Russell, uh, a good cup victory um, with against against the top side. Yeah, I thought it was a good cup tie, good advertisement for League One on on, on the day. Um, thought we we did, after the first five or ten minutes, once we settled down, I thought um, we look we looked decent and uh, managed to get the first goal. And it it was a fantastic first goal, wasn't it? You Absolute know, it was cracker, also, yeah. you know. Great, great finish. Special finish. You mentioned last week, and I'll, I'll get on to Ricky Holmes and his injury in a second, but uh, Adam Ola coming on, you mentioned last week that both preferred to play on the left. Was there a slight uh, doubt in your mind to put Adam Ola on, being as he'd, uh, you'd have to play down that right-hand side? No, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a doubt. Um, he's just... Um, he can, he can, he can, both of them can do both, both sides. Um, and um, I don't know, it was, um, it was great to get... Um, that kind of response from Addy I was really, really pleased with him when he when he's come on. Um, he's done a good job, not not just going forward, but he. I thought without the ball as well, he, he was doing he was doing his bit for the team. Uh, and when he came on, obviously that strike. Uh, I mean, it'll be one that'll be watched uh, on countless number of times. We were right behind it. It's an absolute peach. Oh, left foot as well. It's not his probably strongest foot, but it just flew in. It gave the keeper no chance, to be honest. And um, you know, at any level. 
to any level that's going to get you a goal. Always goals settle you down. Uh, you mentioned the first few minutes we uh, we probably weren't at our. Uh, at I thought we caused our own problems yeah. a little bit that at the back. That's going to be my next point, actually. Yeah, yeah. I thought we caused yeah. our own problems uh, early on, and a couple of poor decisions. You know, a couple from Esri, one from Kev Foley, a back pass, and, and and I just thought we caused our own problems rather than clearing our own lines. And uh, other than that, I thought you know we were we were. We were starting, especially once we got the goal, we were starting to take a little bit of control and we were getting opportunities and moving the ball quite well and freely. Um, second half was always knew it was going to be a battle. They came out and they were excellent for 15, 20 minutes. Um, got a goal in that period, which got them back in it. Uh, I mentioned um, Ricky Holmes. Do we have a news on his injury? Was it, uh, was it the, you know, how serious It's a cut. It? Oh, OK. It's a cut, yeah. It's a cut on top of his foot. It's a uh, it's a small cut and a, well, they're both small cuts, but one's a little bit more weary and probably need a couple of stitches in. Painful but uh, recoverable, I, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, second half, as you say, Scunthorpe came at us, uh, which I'm sure you expect uh, at um, uh, you know when they're, they're a top side and uh, they want to get back in it. And uh, I think both sides actually um, went on to win, went, went out to win the game. There was no, there oh, there was was no cagey no, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, was, it, was, it was a cup tie. I thought it was a good cup tie, really good advertisement, as I say, for the league. And, um, you know, both teams going head to head, wanting to win it, became very end to end. Um, in, in the second period with I mean they created you know probably four or five chances early on in the half but then we started creating chances as well uh, as, as the second half went on, on the, particularly on the counter attack as they were throwing bodies forward um, we've had a couple of opportunities as well maybe well more than a couple to you know, get a, a third or fourth goal ourselves. Obviously, the third goal important, but uh, equally important was Declan Rudd's contribution while it was still uh, both two 0 and two one. Yeah, massive, and I think I think that's the learning curve for, from the game today. Is when we are under that sort of pressure from, from from the better sides, is that we do stand firm, we have a strong mentality, we protect the goal. Declan did particularly well. What was disappointing is we conceded. They didn't actually score from open play; they've scored from a set play, which is disappointing, really. Um, got across the near post area so you know we'll work on that because we've been very strong very tight in those areas um, when we've been defending so look there's things of course there's still loads of things to work on there's no doubt about that we played a team to today that's been built over a, a good couple of seasons now and they know each other's strengths and weaknesses we're just getting to know each other's strengths and as a group we've had to make changes again today to our back four but you know, I was pleased with the contributions of players coming in, and I just think we're getting stronger slowly but surely. From a personal point of view, I thought uh, our midfield today looked uh, much stronger than than it has done against the top opposition. Lee Crofts uh, and Johnny Jackson, I thought, uh, were outstanding. Kevin Foley came in and deputised uh, superbly at right back as well. Yeah, I can't believe you've not mentioned Freddie. I thought Freddie was outstanding. I thought they all were across that midfield um, where you have to be strong um, against Scunthorpe. Um, I, th I thought we did. I thought we did particularly well overall. There was a 15-minute period, as I say, where they, they were getting in between us a little bit, and, and, and too many balls coming into the box, and too many opportunities to shoot at our goal. But um, other, other than that, you know, we, we, we are progressing. Yeah, I mean, Freddie, part of a very strong midfield, which which could have been weakened with Ricky Holmes going off. But you must be. And last word for for um, Adam Ola-Lookman. Coming on to, to fill Ricky Holmes' uh, shoes, who, who is one of our outstanding performers, of course, as is Adamola at times, but uh, having to come on and fill that role, which I thought he, he did. Yeah, and, and what's, what's good for him, he'll, he'll go off to, on international duty now. Um, 
as a very confident and very very pleased boy with what he's done. His contribution today was excellent. Did you have uh, in your mind, lastly, um, Russell, that uh, because it's International Weekend, but we have got a game to, uh, to to try something different in preparation for next week when you haven't got the likes of Josh McGuinness and, uh, and Adam Ola-Lookman and possibly Andrew Cross, depending on whether he. Yeah, gets you've to got to take each game on its merit. Um, you do you do look and plan and see, see what's in front of you as well, but. We'll be prepared, whatever team we we put out. Um, we'll go to, um, well, we've got the checker trade first. Of course. Colchester, and then, uh, obviously, uh, the next league game's away at Swindon. So, you know, two games. They'll be missing for that as well, uh, for the Tuesday, uh, for the yes. checker trade game as well? Yes, they will, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations today. Next round of the Cup. Um, anxiously looking forward to see who we get in the next round. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when the draw is, are you? Uh, I'm suspecting it'll be Monday. Uh, they, they tend to muck about with okay. it now, don't they? So I've no idea, though, to be honest. But uh, congratulations for being in the hat in the next round. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a good thing. Thanks very much. Cheers. Yeah, Thanks thank you. Charlton Live from the home of time. time. This is Maritime Radio Greenwich. Let's not make Charlton now into a team uh, who's going everywhere and must win and must be better than uh, the home side. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here. On Maritime Radio, this is Louis Mendes joined by Tom. Couldn't be bothered to come yesterday. Wallin and Terry has forgotten Freddie <laughs> Olverstad <Yeah>, Smith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was Russell Slade. There, he seemed he seemed a happy man yesterday. Apart from your your slip up with with Freddie, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, basically, what I'm going to do from now on is just mention every single player's name. I found out to my uh, uh, game earlier <laughs> in the season. If you don't mention certain players at the right time, yeah, then you're just going like to mention it. them all. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Go, go through the team sheet, right? Uh, what did you make of Declan? Did you make of Kevin Foley? <laughs> right, um, don't forget on tonight's show we've got a few topics that we're going to talk about in the second half. We want to, because uh, we're going to hear from Andy Hunt, uh, excellent striker for us back in the day, wasn't he? We want to know what your your favourite memories of uh, Andy Hunt. Um, he's got a name like uh, Fanny Adams, isn't he? And, and um, uh, we also want to know uh, your favourite ever Charlton FA Cup goals, uh, considering yesterday we saw one of the best ones. Uh, we've seen in a long time in the FA Cup. Adam O'Lookman with an absolute uh, screamer. So you can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you can get an email through. If you can't, uh, you can uh, DM it to us on Twitter. So direct message on Twitter at Charlton Live. Or you can go to the Charlton Live forum where there's a, a couple of threads about our subjects this evening if you want to get involved with uh, tonight's show. Uh, we've got a few people who have done already uh, talking about specifically about yesterday's game at the moment. Mark Griffiths said it could, ease, could, so, easily, so, could so easily have been uh, 3-1 to Sky. Gunthorpe, yes, it was an open game, but for once we took our chances, Rudd, with some good saves. Overstad Cross, he remembered Overstad till. Yeah. Uh, was good yesterday. Uh, Scunthorpe attacked down the wings. Jacko was uh, was on yesterday, better at centre uh, midfield, defence very narrow. What, what did you make of that, Jacko? Did you think they attacked I think we did. No, I think we did go, uh, get, they did attack us down that left-hand side, uh, our left there, right, on, in the first half, and... Um, Jacko, when he's uh, when he's caught up front, obviously hasn't necessarily got the engine he used to have. So there were a few times, uh, and and he's right that uh, we got 
little bit exposed down the left hand side. And that, but I, I thought Morgan Fox coped with that brilliantly most of the time. Mm. But they, no, he, he's right. By the way, um, we all know that Jacko's better at central midfield anyway. It's, yeah. it's a gimme. Yeah. Uh, Pete says it's nice to hear you sounding so positive. Lying in bed, listening uh, in up the addicts. Cheers all. Well, thanks for thanks for listening, Pete. Uh, he said he was going to. He tweeted me something. He was going to go to Qatar versus Russia or something like that in the week so he's got to, got to have his wits about him because they like to beat up English people don't they, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. No. well both lots probably both sets <laughs> you never know but I'm just, I'm just going on the Russians there you can just uh, pretend to be Russian <laughs> uh, it could be yeah he, he could look a bit Russian actually Pete <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> who knows uh, Dan says I don't know what Botaka has to do to get into the 11 every time he comes on he looks good he should have had at least 30 minutes yesterday I think did he come on last five minutes or something yesterday or am I making that up it was about five five yeah. ten max yeah yeah and he didn't really have a chance I didn't, yeah I didn't, yeah. didn't think he had much good, good, too much contribution at all he made a bit of a he made a good contribution the week before against Chesterfield absolutely so. yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I mean I was surprised that he didn't start actually a mm. little bit but um, you can't argue with a 3-1 victory can you really yeah exactly yeah uh, right we've got a few emails that we'll come to in a little while we've also we, we want to hear from Adam Ola-Lukman as well I think he um uh, got a brace yesterday despite having come off the bench his first ever game in the FA Cup uh, he, uh, Ollie Groom the club's media officer caught up with uh, Adam Ola-Lukman after yesterday's game this is what the uh, the starlet had to say after his fine performance in the FA Cup Adam Ola two goals this afternoon in the FA Cup you must be pretty pleased with that um, yeah definitely I'm just glad to get on the score sheet again yeah yeah, talk us through that first goal. It was pretty special, wasn't it? Did you always know that was going to fly into the top corner? Um, yeah, I tried to pick out like the far corner of the goal, and yeah, it came off. Yeah. And, and your second goal, a bit different, but still, you had to be patient and and be confident to, to stick that away, didn't you? Yeah, just trying to be more confident in front of goal, just score more goals. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Is it difficult coming off the bench in that situation where you have to, uh, so early, especially because I guess you didn't expect to have to. Uh, be firing all cylinders so early in the game, did that affect you in any way? Because you didn't seem as if you had to take any time to get into your game. It wasn't long before you scored that goal. Um, no, I was just, just ready. Just got to stay ready. Just just what the manager says. Just everyone's got a part to play in the team. And obviously I was ready to come on and do my bit for the team, yeah. You did your bit for the second goal as well, didn't you, beating that man? And uh, Were you tempted to have another shot from that position or you know, were they calling for the ball out wide? Um, no, I saw Jacko out there, so... I thought he was in a better position than me, so just gave him the ball, yeah. And two goals in the FA Cup, that's sort of a little bit special, isn't it? The competition is a special competition. You know, we're in the first round and it's a long way to go until we get to the third round and the big boys come in. But is for personally, is, is two goals in the FA Cup quite a, a big thing for you? Yeah, definitely, because it's the first time I've played in the FA Cup, so to get two goals in it is a good achievement for me, yeah. If we can get through the second round into the third round have you got your eyes on a uh, nice trip to Old Trafford or the Emirates or anything like that or you don't like to think that um, far ahead the next game is the most important so just look forward to that yeah He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a oh, goal! What a goal. Oh, oh, what, what a, a goal by Armakashi! Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike! That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, he saw Armakashi's line. What a goal! Charlton Live. 
From the home of time. time. This is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. You are listening to Charlton Live. There we go. Uh, welcome back to Charlton Live. Adam Ola-Lookman there speaking after his uh, his brace in yesterday's 3-1 cup win uh, against Scunthorpe. Um, nice, to, nice to see him excited. <laughs> I was thinking this. I mean, uh, as Tom was just rightly said or fairly, we don't hear from him much. I think, I think that's only the second time I can remember seeing him interviewed. The only other time, um, I think... Pretty much as a bit of media training, well, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Davis, uh, Adam Ola came to speak to us at the Player of the Year dinner. Um, and it was only then when it hit me how young this, this guy is. Was he, is he just turned 19 now? Yeah. But he looks like a 12 year old, doesn't he? And he, he's probably still shy. We forget, don't we? Because yeah. he's come in and he's hit the ground running and he's clearly our, proper, well, our best player, you'd argue, and he's <laughs> got a long, you'd expect a long and very successful football career ahead of him. I think. You forget that that part of his game isn't necessarily something that's just gonna, you know, just gonna happen. Mm. Some people are shy. Some people are nervous. Mm. It's just because he's good on the football field doesn't mean he's going to be able to come out and interview well. Uh, and uh, there's uh, plenty of people, like you say, in the top divisions who have lots of media training, and obviously he'll get his uh, uh, in time. And I'm sure he'll go on to to yeah. speak. A bit I more. mean, that's what you hope, isn't it? That, yeah. uh, I mean, if he stays with us, I'm sure he'll get it. But wherever he goes, uh, you'd hope that uh, they have the nous to to put their arm around him and say, right. Uh, this is the way to handle this sort of stuff, and yeah. so he doesn't uh, he doesn't get uh, eaten alive by the British media, mm. which can happen. A lot a lot of players don't do um, media at all. Really. I mean, Chris Solly I was very say rarely, Solly. yeah, very rarely does. We had him last week, and that was a bit of a one-off, really. <laughs> I mean, he, he speaks fine, but yeah, I guess it is just a you know some players just don't really care mm. about that sort of thing. They, they, I think <laughs> there's a, they let the, well, I do think, the talking. Yeah, I think it's a double whammy. One, they probably don't care, and 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 two, there's a, there's a bit of a mistrust, especially as the British media, because uh, you know they they we give with, pop, don't well we? they give yeah. with one end and then try and uh, drag you into the depths of despair with the other. You know, mm. so you know they'll praise you and then look for a reason to uh, to drag you back down again. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of a mistrust of the British media you think for that. With something like this, with Lookman, it's going to come through the internal interviews the, with the club and, like you say, with stuff like player of the year because we're not going to try and stitch up our own players with anything we're just going to ask them genuine questions so it's good practice for him here like it is with football you know he's playing week in week out and we've said he's probably going to go on and play at a high level but now maybe isn't the time so. and don't forget he's come from where um, he came from Waterloo, uh, Sun- Waterloo, wasn't Sunday football yeah. a season ago so it wouldn't have been in the, the upper thoughts of his mind or oh, I mustn't learn how to uh, talk no, on the microphone so, not at all and do we care really no not really <laughs> and there, there was there was one line uh, in there I remember at the player of the year dinner when I, I pointed out that because he won the football league apprentice of the year last year and i pointed out to him well you know joe gomez only came second in it and he's like i don't you don't i don't like to be compared to other people i'm my own man sort of thing so he's he's, he's obviously got something in, in he's, he obviously knows what he wants behind the scenes but hmm. yeah we haven't, we haven't heard too much from him there so it was nice to hear from him uh speaking to ollie after yesterday's uh win like we say he, d- he did let his football do the talking very much though with that, that absolute screamer first game because of that we want to go i'm going to ask you guys what your favorite fa cup goals uh, for Charlton players have been you can uh, email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk if you can you can uh, tweet us at charltonlive uh, or you can uh, go on the Charlton Life forum if, uh, especially if you're having problems with the emails which a few people have said they had uh, Mark Griffith says captain's armband normally goes to Jacko, Solly or Fox yesterday Crofts took it a good choice I thought he was he showed passion after the goal and uh, Dan Finch says he's a talker you can see you can see that when he's playing uh, and then Mark says he's got that experience we need in those situations yeah, I go, <clears throat> I go along. Well, when he plays like he did yesterday, yes, absolutely. Because I thought, um, as I said earlier on, I thought he was my man of the match. Um, I thought he was. Not uh, forgetting Freddie again, eh? No, no exactly. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Freddie who? Sorry. Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I just thought uh, he was... Um, I thought that was probably his best game for us, um, Croft. So uh, uh, I didn't actually even notice at the time that he was given the armband until, until a bit later on. And, mm. uh, um, they're right. I had no problem with that at all, the way he played yesterday. I think um, he benefits from Overstad having come in as well because... Until that point, I don't think he was really sure what was expected of him because he seemed to be having to do everything. He was fighting fires at one end, but also being creative at the other end. I think now Olverstad's come in and taken a bit of that pressure off going forward. He can, you know, work his behind off, which he does anyway. He's good at breaking up the play. He's really calm on the ball, and he can. That's the sort of player we need him for, and that's hopefully what he can just settle in and become. But yeah, obviously, like we've said a few times, I wasn't here yesterday, but when I have seen him play, I've been very impressed with him. So just, good point, yeah, just before we go into the emails, I just want to ask you a, a question, Talvin. So was was yesterday the, the the start of a what 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 we should be playing like, and are we going to continue playing in that in that vein? Do you reckon? Because <laughs> because uh, like we know at times this season, whereas we have ground out results at times, I think in terms of actually fluid, exciting football, we haven't seen that much of it. That uh, maybe may, like we say, Port Vale away, Shrewsbury in the first half, we saw it, but we haven't seen probably enough of it and that's probably why we've drawn too many games and why we haven't why we're still stuck in the bottom half I'd, <clears throat> I'd accept that and I'm wondering if if that had been a league game <clears throat> excuse me for example when we were 1-0 up and they really came at us oh sorry 2-0 up sorry um, well no let's go back when we were 1-0 up um, in that first half would we have gone on to try and get the second in a league game against Gunthorpe uh, when uh, three points are vital and uh, you don't want to you know how good Gunthorpe are uh, and then they come at us like they come at us and get the equaliser, would we have then gone on to get the, the next one? Do you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it's a difficult one to, to quantify because you don't know how different we would have played um, in terms of um, positional and tactical um, if that game had been a league game against Gunthorpe. Yeah. And it's such a shame, really, that potentially we won't be able to take that momentum into the... I mean, ignoring the Colchester game, which I, I plan on doing anyway, for just for, for the meantime. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the fact that we... Because we'll have these players missing now and and we, we won't, might not be able to try and take that into the... Yes into and no, swindon. but when you consider who we've got missing, we've got... Uh, McGuinness is missing, so uh, you'd expect Novak and Jose to play up front. Now, Nicky Jose's been banging on the door and uh, even yesterday, although he didn't get on the score sheet, he played, uh, he played OK in the first one. Novak, when he came on, again, played OK, I thought. And every time he's come on, Lee Novak, I've been impressed. So uh, having Lee Novak and uh, Nicky Jose out front doesn't bother me at all. And I think uh, it's it, it's good for the squad that they get their chance. Uh, we are going to miss uh, width. Uh, obviously, Holmes is key if he's fit. If he isn't fit, then that's an issue. And, what do uh, we do? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd guess uh, you'd, you'd have Foley, potentially, um, and Johnny Jackson, right and left. That's my guess. Could we... Do you reckon Solly and Fox could play wing-backs? Potentially, but I don't I know think it's you, a big change to have it, yeah. to do. Away from home, I don't think you'll risk it. Mm. Um, and you could end up away from home that he might only play, he might even play Nicky Jose wide. Yeah. And have. Um, um. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Novak on his own up front, it, it's difficult to say. But um, I think the the wide areas is the only area where you start to think, oh, we're really going to miss a potentially. But if Holmes is fit, then uh, you'd, you'd imagine Ricky Holmes would be on the right, um, Jackson. Johnny Jackson on the left, Overstead uh, and Cross in the middle pretty much as yesterday. Solly you would expect to come straight back uh, at right back, probably Pierce to come straight back in the centre half alongside. But so actually, I don't think that the three missing players except for if Holmes is not fit. Mm. Uh, it sounds unlikely. It'll be fit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one. I hope, I really hope so. We're on Sky anyway, aren't we? So we're not going to win. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter who we I play. was forgetting that, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dan, Dan uh, trying to wee on our parade says, the big question is, will we hold on to Lukman uh, in January? We have I, suspect, in summer. I suspect yes. Mm. I, d- I just think... <clears throat> um, yes, I, I think players... Uh, we've had scouts, I'm sure, every week looking at Adam Lukman and... Uh, um, you see glimpses of just how good he is every single game he plays, but not necessarily for uh, 90 minutes, for mm. example. Um, yesterday, I thought, was probably uh, one of his better performances this season. Um, he obviously exploded onto the se- scene um, last season and uh, carried that forward. I think um, he's a marked man in this league uh, now, I suspect, and so he finds it a little more difficult to find that space and, and get involved as, as he did last season. So uh, I think maybe... Uh, top clubs are looking, wondering whether it's worth the punt now or just wait. Mm. Mm. I think, um, and this is not a criticism of him at all because he is still 19, but there has been games in this season where he struggled to really get into the game and I, that's because the, the opposition are, are picking on him and picking him out as such a an attacking player and I think if you're especially one of the top four clubs in the Premier League and you're looking at him, I don't understand what benefit he's going to get by going to one of them now where you know they could basically give him another year's worth of football at this level to really have it kicked out of him by all these big players and then go in. The, the risk is obviously that someone else comes in and takes him off off their toes, but I'm sure obviously he's going to get that move at some point. But yeah, I don't expect him to be in next season, put it that way, but yeah. I, don't, I do expect him to be here for the second half of this. Yeah, I think I probably agree. Right. Uh, Mark says he loved the, mo- the Movember screen tashes at CFC. Oh, yeah. so they were pretty well on the big screen when they <laughs> Who when was it that looked just, I mean, who didn't need one? It was Ricky Holmes, I suppose. Wasn't <laughs> it? He, yeah, just, yeah. Just, he just looked like yeah. uh, they just. Uh, didn't need to put that tash on him. Yeah, he could they, have done that himself. Yeah, for anyone who wasn't here, when Tom, when the uh, <laughs> when, when when the team uh, lineup was being uh, read out by Brian Cole, the uh, players' faces were fat flashing up on the big screen, and they had a big tash on him from November. It looked very funny. Uh, in fact, Mark says Ricky Holmes looked like a ninja warrior. Provided, uh, <laughs> yeah, provided fair. Uh, a bit of a laugh. We're going to hop onto the emails in just a few seconds. Don't forget tonight's show. We want to find out your memories of Andy Hunt because we're going to hear from him. Uh, the club's uh, interview with him. We're going to hear from him in the next 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, we also want to know your favourite ever FA Cup goal scored by the Addicts after Adam Lookman scored an absolute screamer uh, here at the Valley yesterday. Three good goals, really, yesterday, but Lookman certainly uh, certainly took the top prize. Uh, Tell, we should have some emails on the game, I believe. Uh, well, we've got, uh, we've got uh, yeah, a few. Um, Jim Duttons was the first one. Thanks, Jim. Um, he messaged in saying, things are looking up, uh, but play Lookman up front with McGuinness. End of message. Uh, so, Jim, uh, coming straight to the point, he thinks uh, we play Lookman up front uh, in, a, in a straight front two with McGuinness. I actually understand that and, and don't disagree. Um, I think Lookman is a, I think is a better player. You saw that uh, third goal, his mm. second. In terms, uh, of po- in terms of like a one-on-one finish. a one-on-one finish, I think uh, going straight down the middle, I think, is where his strength ultimately is and will be if it isn't already. Uh, so there is a sense of playing him out wide is a little bit of a waste, but he still does a job there, of course, and, yeah. and that uh, that first goal is... is, is um, testament to that but uh, I get what he's saying and I think um, I can't see it happening though that's the point when we've got uh, Jose and Novak also who uh, all three of them play up front I can't see Adamola Lookman getting his chance 
straight up the middle. Yeah, Novak's been a funny one, hasn't he, this season? Obviously, he's, he's had his interrupted pre-season schedule. He's got a couple of goals recently, the late winner against Chesterford last week. He had a, a chance late on uh, yesterday, we tried to lift it over the goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, we, we know there's a good player in there because he's, he scored, was it 13, 14 at, at mm. Chesterfield last season? So I think that's another one that if, if he can get a run in the side, if he can... He, he probably might have felt slightly disappointed that he scored last week and didn't get a start this week. But if, if he's one that if he can get a run, then, we, then I'd expect more than what we've seen already from him. I'd say probably McGuinness deserves to stay in because yeah, of his overall contribution. Yeah, <coughs> McGuinness should. Yeah, game. definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, so we, then it's, I don't. Yeah. I think the McGuinness Novak partnership probably wouldn't be as potent as either McGuinness and a Jose when it gets going, or even Novak and a Jose. And uh, <coughs> even taking Jim's point, McGuinness and Lookman. Um, but you just can't, as you can't see them dropping Josh McGuinness, and I can understand that. Yeah. Then <clears throat> it is going to be a struggle for. It's then you're looking for one position with three players, um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I'm actually intrigued to see next week how Jose and uh, um, Novak play together because I thought pre-season they looked look like they were beginning to get a partnership together before the injury. So yeah, I remember the, that Welling game. I yeah, think exactly, when Jose yeah. had his hat trick. I think Novak's out at least two of them. Yeah, didn't so I'm uh, I'm intrigued and looking forward to seeing that in a bizarre way. I know we're going to be missing players, but there's um, I'm really hopeful that those two can click. I think there's that feel with maybe not so much Lookman because he's been playing out wide, but with the other two, they're almost on trial every game. And okay, Novak comes on and scores, but that you know when he then starts, he hasn't made a massive contribution. And the same with the Jose. So I think it's up to them, one of them, to take it, take that position and make it their own. And at the moment, uh, they have made good contributions, but neither of them have really grabbed it. And like we've all said, I think McGuinness is pretty much undroppable at the moment, and he's really come in and, and made that position his own. And no one's really made that second striker spot their own yet. But there's still time, and, and it, like you've said earlier, Louis, both those players have got goals last year, and it just takes one or two maybe to get the ball rolling, and, and hopefully one of them will do that. Yeah. Next email, uh, This is from Dan Farmer. Dan, thanks, Dan. Yesterday's game, thought it was a really good game. Ulverstad uh, really impressed me. Did he? I don't remember playing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, never really done that before, so let's hope he continues to impress. Maybe he needed a run of games because he didn't at Burnley. Uh, McGuinness impressed again, so did Rudd, top goalkeeper. Really good saves and not the first time this season. Uh, Jose disappointed me, no goal and didn't uh, look happy. Let's hope he scores soon, maybe Swindon. Uh, hope we can continue so, uh, to so this form and climb... Uh, hope we continue this form, sorry. Uh, and climb the league. Momentum is key and it looks like we have some at the moment. Need to get three points Saturday. Swindon are struggling. Mm. I hate that. Yeah. Going against a side that are struggling, it yeah. really, like Gillingham, like it, really, yeah, it really gets to me. Yeah, uh, Dan's just tweeted. She's saying we're playing away from home, Terry. Four five one, one hundred percent, not four four two. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. What was I thinking? It's <laughs> yeah. likely, isn't it? In fairness, if you look at some of our away performances this season, under the four five one that can turn into a four three three, the scum four Panda Port Vale, are two of our best performances this season. But strangely, with the people we've got missing, the players we've got missing, mm. it, it may force his hand into a four four two because we haven't really got that many other options. <laughs> you'd end up playing Foley, Crofts, and Olverstad, wouldn't you? In the Possibly, middle, probably, yeah. because you'd have yeah, Jackson maybe. out wide. So. Yeah, I'd prefer. I think you have to go four four two. I think with mm. the people we got, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, got any other emails? Uh, Mark Newbury as uh, emails. Thanks, Mark. Uh, evening, folks. Sad to say, I wasn't there yesterday. Oh, good. Funny enough, he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the first time I woke up on a cup day and felt I really couldn't be bothered to go and support the team. This is a sad indication of the way the club has let its fans down over the last few years, and I realise there isn't a lot of enthusiasm by so many people who could uh, you could always rely on. I went to Celeste, I went to Upton Park and have travelled from Yeovil to Sunderland following Charlton, but now these types of game don't, games don't hold any appeal. 
On a separate note, why haven't we cancelled the Swindon game due to the international call-ups? Oh, don't get me started, Mark. <laughs> and, uh, that's, uh, we've been trying to work out exactly the reason behind that. I think, I think there's some sort of agreement between the Football League and the clubs that was made before the season. What, you ready? Oh, tell, tell's <laughs> got the fact. You come out well, and you're going to hit me with some facts, I, th- I think this is it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, if they know different. Uh, so I apologise if this is wrong, but this is how, I, how it's, I'm led to believe. You are contracted uh, by the League uh, and Sky to um, agree to show a number of games on Sky. Uh, so at least one, uh, or at least two maybe, I think. So I think we were down to play Millwall on the telly, yeah. And we refused because of the international call-ups. Uh, because of that, um, that was our one chance at uh, rejecting a game on telly. The other one you've got to do. You can't reject it because of the contractual agreement. That's it, so you only get one veto. <coughs> well, I think uh, certainly one, yeah. Um, and uh, So we had to agree to the second one. Uh, and then whether that sky being utter, utter, and I can't say the word, mm. uh, and, and picking the next one on the same time as the international call-ups, knowing full well what was going to happen... That's a distinct possibility, but because uh, we'd already ducked out a one, we couldn't duck out the next one. So we can't say no, I think is the effective. So we have to agree to a Sky TV game, uh, and therefore we can't call it off for the international breaks. Because I remember after the Millwall one, uh, the game got called off, There was uh, Rich had something in his paper from the Millwall CEO or someone saying saying that we'd called it off. Yeah, well, we, and we were well within our rights to do. But yeah, then we had three, well, four as it turned out, mm-hmm. wasn't it? But we had international call-ups, and therefore we were within our rights to call it off. Uh, even though Sky wanted to televise the game, uh, and that was our one chance of doing so. Now uh, that uh, that could be wrong, but uh, we certainly agreed to. I mean, uh, you could you can blame the telly all it's like, and I think if the first scenario is correct, then they are to blame for picking the game again when there's international call-ups. But um, we had to, either we had to, or we certainly have agreed uh, to televise this game. Therefore, we can't now back out. Hmm. Well, that's frustrating. That's usually frustrating because it, it does feel like that. I know we, we've already discussed how we're going to try and set up. But it just feels like we're being very much cheated out of, <laughs> of, of being able to play a, a full a full strength team. It's not like an injury, which is unavoidable. This is something that, that could be. I mean, we, we surely they could have picked a different game. Well, I mean, you'd say you'd think so. And and if Sky are <coughs> at all worried about fans and about the uh, the content of the, the the show they're just about to put in front of the paying public then they'd want the best sides out there and the best players in the best sides out there. So to pick a game where we have got three of our best players missing makes absolutely no sense at all. But mm-hmm. then uh, Sky aren't doing this for I was going to say, uh, I think they've that, shown they? plenty of times <laughs> that they don't really care about the fans <laughs> in the slightest. So if, 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 if they were that bothered about the game they're putting on, they'd probably put on a better game than Swindon Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, as I, say, they're, I think we're contractual, they're contractually obliged to show us at least once a season. Yeah. And because of that, we can only duck out once. That's, that's how I understand it. That could be wrong and I could be completely yeah. uh, misinformed, but that's how I've, uh, how I've been led to believe. Well, there you it go. The well, there we go. Terry bringing you the what we hope are facts here on, on Show <laughs> yes. and Life. Yeah, but, but don't put your mortgage on it. Yeah, right. Let's have a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to go straight into uh, the club's interview uh, with a uh, star striker from, from back in the day, Andy Hunt, a top scorer in that promotion season around uh, 99 2000. Uh, that promotion season where we won the what, what was then called the first division now called the championship uh, he, he came back to the valley for the first time in 15 years against uh, to see the, the last take on Chesterfield uh, Ollie Groom interviewed him just before uh, kickoff, so we'll hear what he had to say after this quick break is fed in, lovely touch, goes round his player, chips across the box, Jackson, oh yes, what a goal by Johnny Jackson, 
arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. Andy, welcome back to the Valley, somewhere I'm sure that has very special memories for you. Indeed it does, it's uh, wonderful to be back, I've uh, I had a marvellous three years here at the Valley and uh, well it, it was the, the peak of my career, uh, shame it didn't continue really but uh, just just so nice to be back. You were part of a very special team weren't you under Alan Kerbishley, uh, first year in the Premier League and then of course top scorer in Division 1 the following season, what was it about that time at Charlton and, and, and that team that made it so special do you think? I think it was a culmination of, uh, of the, the years that uh, the, the, the club and the coach, coaching staff had, uh, had uh, brought together such a, uh, a wonderful feeling at the club and, and, and so many good, good players and uh, without having too many superstars we, we, uh, we played so well together and um, we improved, uh, certainly the, my time here, the two or three years we improved immensely in that time and uh, I was just watching some video before of uh, when we got back into the Premier League and it was, uh, it was amazing how fast we used to hit teams on the attack and uh, what a great understanding we had together. So, um, yeah, wonderful days. The second season at the club, obviously that year we won the Division 1 title. Uh, you still almost stepped into the shoes of Clive Mendonca who last time we were in that division bagged all those goals. You scored, I think, 24 goals that season, top scorer yeah. for us. Yeah. Did you did you have that feeling you would have scored that amount of goals that season and fire us back, or, or did it a sort of natural progression? Not at all, because I was actually dropped for the first couple of games, because I guess my performance wasn't quite good enough, but uh, managed to squeeze back in the team, and, and uh, yeah, we just we just had a, had a great year, didn't we? And uh, I guess a lot of players who'd had experience in that league at the time... Uh, uh, we're really reaching their potential and uh, we went on to, to have just, just an amazing season. That's some uh, good support players in that team, making the goals for you, people like Sean Newton putting the ball in. Yeah. Yeah, John Sarko even in the team that yeah. year. Yeah. Who was the player for you really that made your job as easy as it was that year? Well, um, we had, we had um, I think we just had an, a, a, an amazing understanding between the wingers, the strikers, um, and, you know, John Robinson and, and Sean. Um, we had Mark Kinsella in the middle who, who just never stopped working. And you still, it, I mean, it, we were just a great all-round team. I don't think anybody would have enjoyed playing us at that time. And, and obviously when we went into the Premier League, we proved at that point that we were a quality side. I guess the real disappointment was how it ended with you quite prematurely. I mean, what are your memories of that quite difficult time, I imagine? Yeah, it was awful. I, I, I you know, played my whole career. You work towards something, and I felt I was reaching my peak, and I certainly was, was proving that uh, in, in the games. And, um, yeah, I still to this day have no clue why I wasn't able to, you know, continue that performance. But, yeah, I, I you know... Of course, it was a shame, but uh, yeah, what can you do? Life goes on. You, you, you just you just uh, try to get over this and, and move on to something else. But uh, it, it was a shame. I mean, we were. I would have loved to have had another three or four years at the highest level, and certainly with Charlton because they went on to do great things in those uh, following seasons. Of course, that's something else you mentioned was going to the Belize Jungle and, and, and starting that adventure. I mean, quite a, a fascinating career move for a footballer. Yeah. Well, I mean. What can you do, right? I mean, I didn't really have to, you know, it was, it was, it was a sad way to end my career, really. You know, I was only 30, and the club were fantastic about it. They, uh, they were really helpful and understanding. I wish 
it had never happened. I wish I could have uh, continued playing. You know, like I said, with with uh, three or four years of my the, the peak time for me, um, I'm sure I could have gone on to do, to, 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 to 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 have really had a career to look back on. You know, but uh, but yeah, it went well, and uh, time for a change. Time to do something different. I think you said this is the first time you've been back it to is. the Valley in 15 it odd is. years. It is. One man that you probably haven't seen since then, Keith Peacock. Yes. If you want to come in, it. Um, Keith, uh, what kind of, how special was Andy, um, a player to the team that we had during that period? Yeah, well, I had an early preview of Andy when he linked up with uh, my son Gavin up at Newcastle, and he was he was a raw young player there. He's come from not long, come from non-league. Yeah, Catherine, non-league. Yeah, yeah. And he could turn defenders and run to the sides. Uh, but when he came to us, he not only did that but he could hold the ball up so well. He had developed this uh, ability to hold it up, score goals, run to the side, and be a good team player. Um, so he was an integral part of our team. And although you don't know this, Andy, uh, when you left, um, Curbs, but I don't know how much he complimented you during the time you were there. Did you get many... I, I don't know how much compliments, but I used to say the fact that you didn't tell me off too much as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Uh, he had said for the next few years, really, we need an Andy Hunt back in the side. And that was a great compliment because you kind of... You, sometimes with a good professional as well, you take things for granted. He's, he's not going to be flamboyant. He's going to do all the necessary things. And he's that good all-round player. And for year, you know, a few years he did. So you can say, you know, that was a compliment yeah, when yeah. you were gone. We missed you badly, but had some great times together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you obviously had a tremendous, well, you had a tremendous good career, even though it was curtailed. Yeah, yeah. What game was, I remember one obviously game. at home, it? When you, did we beat them? Uh, we beat, I think we beat them 1-0, 2-0. I scored and came off, didn't I? I scored in yeah. here and then, uh, yeah. and then, uh, I think you were about to put the number up anyway, and I scored, but I was coming off regardless. So, yeah. yeah. But is it, you played some games. I remember sitting in the dressing room just before that time, and you scored a goal or two. And it was in how you got through it. And he was absolutely shattered after. Yeah. So Keith, I can I can hardly move. You know, and I said, but but you were a star player today, sort of thing. <laughs> it was hard for me to believe. You know, in the ignorance of what. Who is having to go through? But yeah, uh, yeah. fantastic what you did for the club. Great memories for yeah. I'm sure all the, a lot of the fans here as well. Keith, do you remember many players scoring back-to-back hat tricks for Charlton as Andy did? No, in fact, that's news to me. What game? Oh, One was against Stockport, wasn't it? And then Norwich yeah, was it or something? Norwich, wasn't it? Stockport home and away. I guess I don't have an invite uh, or Christmas card coming from Stockport anytime yeah. soon. But uh, yeah. <laughs> No. And Norwich was a good one because that's where I lived. That's yeah. where uh, my family come from. So yeah. uh, going away to Norwich and scoring three there was was interesting. Yeah. Well, we better not get too excited because although he's exactly the same weight, I checked him out because I'd always weighed the players over the years. <laughs> exactly the same weight as when he left. So um, pressure could be on. You know, if we don't get a few goals today, they'll yeah, be chanting your name, I think. Boots are in the car, I'm ready, so you never know. It's veterans football these days. Ah, well, that's another story. It may catch you in a veterans game later on. OK. Great to see you. Cheers, Keith. Good to see you again. So 
thousands. Lovely ball into the park for Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? He does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the net again, eh? And there's a goal! Joel had the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the park of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide ball ball across the penalty area, picked out Vedicaley, who buried his chance, and Charlton a 2-1 up. Charlton Live. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio. Greenwich. They got that deep, they all needed snorkels. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. That was uh, Ollie Groom's interview with uh, Andy Hunt, uh, a player who was uh, integral to our promotion season uh, when we won the, the championship title to, uh, in 2000. Um, and then, was it not much not much longer after, he so sadly had to retire, uh, he had uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, 2003, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Chronic fatigue syndrome, which uh, which nobody understood. Mm. And probably nobody, <laughs> I don't think anybody still if, does. If I remember rightly, wasn't his last touch for us a goal against Coventry? He, he put it in and then he pretty much got taken off straight away. Yeah, well, that's a good memory. If, uh, yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. uh, you... you I'll bow to your knowledge. Yeah, because I've got a feeling they like they if, like people almost uh, like, he scored the goal and then before well, they even take, take him off. Yeah, yeah before they'd even take the centre. No, they they I remember they, like they were they would take him off and the people were almost like ah oh, oh, laugh no, it was as if it was a funny thing. But little little did they know at the time that'd be the last time we see him. And then the camera pans to him sat on a bench and he's mouthing to someone. I am absolutely knackered. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, apparently <clears throat> for the pre- previous games before he was coming off and even though he. Some play, you know, some would say he wasn't really putting a shift, and he just couldn't walk, and uh, he mm. was, you know, every bone was aching and stuff like that. I'm sure when you get something like that, you think, oh, it's flu or man flu, or something. yeah. But uh, yeah, chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Which, um, as I say, I don't uh, particularly understand, um, and I don't think there's a cure. Particularly, uh, mm. there are physios, and you can manage it, but you can't cure it. So, you know, it was almost impossible for him to, to play football. I know he tried. Didn't he come back and try? Uh, a couple of years later, to try and he played a few reserve games for us. A couple that of years that rings after. a bell, actually. Yeah, yeah we didn't get a contract. Yeah, he didn't. Know. He came back to to say that I think I, can, I think I'm all right now, but uh, um, it didn't. Uh, whether whether or not he he wasn't all right, or, or just three years out, or how, however long it was. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you can't just walk straight back in yeah. and, and play professional football yeah. again. I suspect. I guess that's why um, the coming back to the the Yan story, <laughs> the the fact <laughs> that he came back from leukemia and actually yeah, ma- yeah, managed to make absolutely. a career of it is incredible. Really, Andy Hunt. Um, uh, as mentioned in the interview, there uh, he, t- he took uh, the career path not not so well trodden uh, for ex footballers. Uh, he now runs the Belize Jungle Dome and Green uh, Dragon Adventure Travel, a pair of, of adventure travel companies in Belize. We need to go. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be a Charlton Live expedition. Charlton Live World Tour. We're going to stop at Radisson Kishishev's restaurant. Oh, I like this yeah. idea. We're going to go to Belize. Where else could we go? What other former players are out? Illich has got something as near Malta. Something there. So like, <coughs> some sort of... I seem to remember him having a holiday home or something. Johnny yeah. Robinson's in the states, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mann, is he? Mike Mann's in the states yeah. as well. So we, we've got the states covered as well. Oh, yes. And uh, Iceland. We must uh, surely Herman's back back in Iceland. Mm. Talking of Iceland, our good friend Johan Berggudson bagged oh, his yes. first goal for Burnley yesterday Timing against, against Palace. Palace as well. Very enjoyable for all Tottenham fans. I asked, uh, uh, I asked you guys for your favourite memories of uh, of uh, Andy Hunt and Badger on the, on the forum. Said the Andy Hunt hat trick against uh, Norwich, uh, and then uh, and then Herr Horse and Green pointed out. Then a couple of weeks later, another hat trick this time at Stockport, and it was two successive. It was, it was actually in consecutive games or consecutive away games at least. That he scored uh, six goals in those two games. In uh, I think it was a three 0 win at Stockport and like a four 0 four one at 
uh, and and Oli Oss has has a, can you remember ever a player scoring hat tricks in two games in a row? Personally, no. On Derek Owls must have, but I don't physically remember them. But he, uh, I'd guess he must have. But um, was he I remember a hat trick machine. Was he? Oh, uh, just a goal machine. Full yeah. stop. Um, but uh, Andy Hunt obviously sticks out because the most recent didn't Clive Mendonca? No, I know he got a hat trick in the first game of the season. He, he did it. He, I, I had a feeling he got consecutive hat tricks on the first days of season. season so he scored. Yeah. Well, no, he won't even that because he scored our first home game against Southampton in the Prem. Yeah. He scored a hat trick. Then the next season, our first game, which was also at home, was against Barnsley. Got a hat trick. So that's two consecutive first home game of the season hat tricks. If, if you, I mean, if you nitpick stacks like that, you're bound to get, you're going to get loads <laughs> of them. True. Yeah. Uh, right. Baz Johnston on the forum. This is it's probably a question for you, Tel, because you're a commentator. Yeah, no, oh, no, because okay. you're a commentator. <laughs> oh, right, okay. uh, and, and it's also because I'm passing the buck, because I'm, oh, okay. I'm not yeah. I'm sure I know the answer to this, although I definitely should. Uh, he says, I'll bow to the professional judgment and expertise of your studio threesome. Uh, oh, I don't know who he thinks no is pressure. in it. Yeah, but um, uh, he says, uh, but is it pronounced McGuinness or McGuinness? I always say McGuinness. I tend to say McGuinness. McGuinness. McGuinness as in... The pint of. As in the pint of, but it's spelt. Uh, it's spelt as in Guinness. <coughs> Guinness. Uh, yeah. I, I, although <coughs> I, when, it, when he first joined, I ended up saying McGuinness a couple of times. <laughs> I'm sure that's, I a did. Di- that's completely different. Yeah, I know exactly, beverage yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 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 I, I, you know, I'd probably, if I thought about it, I'd probably say McGuinness. Hmm. But well. in commentary, it don't surprise. Don't, don't be at all surprised if I end up saying McGuinness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, yeah, I always just say McGinnis. So basically, we're hedging our bets here. Aren't yeah, we? <laughs> basically, what I always do if I don't know, I just go and then just hope no one notices. <laughs> number nine. Yeah, number, yeah. yeah the, the big number nine has scored again. Right, uh, quick break and then uh, FA Cup memories time. I think uh, one of your favourite ever FA Cup goals scored by the Addicts. Uh, someone's also tweeted in that reminded me of one of my favourite ever FA Cup games. So I think we'll give that a little mensch as well. Uh, if you want to get one in just before the end of the show, you can email studio at chartonlive.co.uk. Can tweet us at chartonlive and uh, let us know if you're going to Colchester on Tuesday as well because I'm, I'm willing to find out if there's anyone listening now who's going. I reckon I reckon we could get five listeners who are going. So if there's five listeners who are going, tweet us now and let's see if we can make uh, the, the Charlton Live Five going to to, to, to uh, Colchester on Tuesday for the check yourself before you wreck yourself. This is fed in, lovely touch. Goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. So welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Bob Liscombe's just tweeted me saying, doesn't uh, Mendonca's hat-trick at Wembley and then home to Southampton count as consecutive? That was my point. Incorrect, because we played Newcastle in between those two ah, games. okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, me and you both are yeah. thick, Bob. Our, fir- our, first, <laughs> our first ever Premier League game was that goal to straw up at St. James's yeah, Park. Of course so it it doesn't, yeah. No hat-tricks in that one, I'm afraid. Bob also emailed me to tell me that the Millwall game was postponed uh, not for other, any other reason other than to ensure that we didn't lose to them in front of millions. Millions. <laughs> I think he's va- <laughs> I think he's greatly overestimating the uh, the, the the attractiveness Charlton of a, a Charlton Mill. On the, I mean, I'm sure a few people have watched it, but millions might be over the top. Uh, although he is correct about the defeat, of course, because it's Mill. Right. Um, Adam O'Lookman's absolute bloody screamer uh, opened the scoring yesterday, uh, and it was uh, one of one of those. Uh, you know, it puts puts him up there with Ronnie Radford, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, in terms of in terms of uh, one of the, the great FA Cup goals, uh, so that so that so that led me to uh, to to want to know what your favourite FA Cup goals. I mean, obviously, 
uh, we're not necessarily a cup team in terms of, like I said, we've got to the quarterfinals four times in 23 seasons. So I can't decide if that's good or bad. Now, I'm, uh, th- that stat's been thrown around, uh, that we, we're not a good cup side. Yeah, but but I, can, I, can I just run through some stats then? Go on. Uh, I don't know, and I, obviously this is quantified by how many actual cup games we've played. But we've, uh, obviously, you know, we've been to the final twice. We've actually been to the semi-final twice, which means we don't lose semi-finals, which is a good yeah. omen, if we ever get there again. Uh, we've been to the quarterfinals seven times. We've got to the fifth round 17 times. We've got to the fourth round 32 times. And we have only ever been knocked out in the first round once, uh, and that was to Exeter back in 1923. So in the first round? Yeah. No, we got, we got knocked out no, in the first round. No, yeah. third round's loads of times, but yeah. <laughs> actually in the first round. No, we got knocked out by Northwich Victoria in the first round as well. That was third, wasn't it? That was the first round. No, that was when we were in League One, that was the first round. I'm sure it was... Uh, well, anyway, well, I'll yeah. check on it. But anyway... Is that that bad? Thirty-two times in the in, into the fourth, seventeen into the fifth, seven quarter-final appearances. Is that you know? Well, it how, sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, how many other? I mean, when you consider how many teams actually enter the thing, mm. um, <clears throat> and even at this level, uh, is that that bad compared to others? I don't know. Well, if we, I mean, if we, I mean, I'd, I'd say considering we're normally a championship team, I'd say fourth round isn't much of an achievement. That's one game. Fifth mm. round is, isn't really much of an achievement. That's two games. Uh, that's why I've, I brought up the was it four times in the last twenty three years into the quarterfinals because I think that's quarterfinals is good for us. But considering the amount of time in the last twenty three seasons we were a Premier League team, you know, should a Premier League team be hoping? I mean, only once as a Premier League team if we got did we get to the quarterfinals. The other three were as a Championship team. Should we have been aiming to get get that far or further more often, especially with the FA Cup? Well, first of all, it's a cup game, so it's obviously knockout round by round. I think quarter final onwards obviously that just having the word final in a round sounds better so that makes a start but I also think Wembley is how fans probably quantify success I think you know if you think of something like like tennis with Wimbledon if you have a player who gets to the quarter final 10 years in a row but never actually wins it are they a great player or are they just a good player it's a Tim Henman question yeah exactly and I think you know, if we'd have just once got to Wembley and then gone out in the fourth round three or four years, at least we would have that memory. Whereas mm. actually travelling up to Sheffield United for a quarter final and losing it almost means nothing. We might as well have gone out two rounds earlier to Oxford or whoever it was we played. So I think, you know, we, we do okay, but we don't do well enough for me. And as a fan, I want to be able to go to Wembley and see Charlton play, especially as I, I didn't get to go to the, the 98 one. Um, so yeah, I think, no, not good enough yet. Mm. Thank you, Dakey. But anyway, uh, we got sidetracked. This, this might change your mind, though. What's Do that? you know how much money we won yesterday? Probably. Eight grand. Eighteen thousand pounds. Eighteen oh, wow. thousand pounds we won yesterday. <laughs> I'll go straight in Roland's so pocket, won't Yeah, the, the FA are on the not, and, not a penny more scheme then. <laughs> and, and, and you're right with Northwich, by the way, I got yeah, that wrong, so it's two, yeah. twice we've lost. Twice we've lost in the first round. So we, we've uh, overcome what could have been a, a first round, but not, well, it wasn't a banana skin, but could have been an embarrassment yesterday. So anyway, I was trying to think of good goals we scored in the FA Cup. Uh, and uh, two that came to mind yesterday, and this was just to get the ball rolling, uh, really, was uh, that game we've mentioned at Hillsborough, the, the 2-1 uh, fifth round, sixth round uh, win. Uh, where I thought Callum Harriet's goal, the opener for that, was mm. a, a good move, and then it came to him on the edge of the box, and it was quite a hard sort of. The ball was quite high up, a, a half volley on his left foot in, into the, the top corner. So I thought that was a great strike. And I remembered one from a few years ago when we were back in the Premier League. Uh, we were playing Leighton Orient here at the Valley, and it's it been a difficult game. I think they were League One at the time, Leighton Orient, uh, and, and it was looking like a one-all, you know, difficult game. And then uh, Jay Boffroyd sets up a free kick in the last minute, it, absolutely yep. spanks it through the goalkeeper, and, and we win the game by two goals to one. So they were my my two that I mentioned. Have you guys got a favourite? I had that Bothroyd one noted down. The two I can think of is when we drew with Oxford 
a couple of years ago, Kermagant had like a scissor kick volley from the edge of the area for our second goal. All right, um, yeah. So Morrison, I think, got the first with a header. Uh, and then the second one was Danny Green with a cross and Kermagant had like, yeah, a little scissor kick volley. Um, and the other was, I think, against Brentford, having done some Googling, it was a uh, Kishishev kind of through ball over the top and then Darren Bent with a slotted finish. That's a nice move. Yeah, and it's yeah. something that we saw Bent do time and time again, get that ball and break the run from the last defender and slot it home. I, so I, I remember that game well because this was back in the day when teams were coming here thinking we were a big club, so therefore they had yeah. big attendances and we actually had to give Brentford and Orient a section of the East Stand. As I think, well as yeah, the it was the same, same season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, same the season, one. yeah. Uh, but something kicked off in the Jimmy Seed Stand amongst the Brentford fans. Stewards went piling in. At what point, some of the Brentford fans in the East Stand decided to get involved as well. So they jumped onto the pitch, <laughs> ran across the pitch into the into the Jimmy Seed to, to throw a few punches. And we salute them for that. Yes, we, <laughs> we do. don't really. Uh, Terry, <laughs> no, your favourites? Yeah, I imagine, I imagine you've seen a fair few more yeah. FA Cup ties than we have. One, so. one or two, I suspect, yeah. yeah. I mean, my earliest... Like given our record, it might. Yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, my my earliest uh, favourite FA Cup moment because um, it would it was back um, uh, in nineteen eighty seven. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, we played Fulham, <clears throat> and um, I'm pr- again I'm, I, I think uh, Malcolm McDonald was managing Fulham uh, at the time, and this is when Derek Howes was in his pomp. Uh, I'm, that's I'm pretty sure it's that season. Uh, I'm now looking for it in Colin Cameron's book, but I'm pretty sure that was uh, actually it might have been eighty six. So. Um, the point being is that uh, Fulham were uh, a first division outfit, we weren't, and uh, Malcolm McDonald just said, all you've got to do is stop Derek Gales. You, you stop Derek Gales, you stop Charlton, um, no problems at all. I think Peter Shaw got the first goal. I can't remember whether Fulham equalised, I'm pretty sure that, uh, whether Fulham equalised or we equalised, I can't exactly remember, but Derek Gales had been marked fairly tightly, and I was in the, uh, the away end as it is now, uh, at ground level, right in the right-hand corner of the goal. Uh, and just for a split second, uh, I think in something like the 50s or 60th minute, he picked up the ball on the uh, our right-hand corner of the penalty area, just swivelled, a bit like Johnny Jackson's one yesterday, and arrowed this shot right into the bottom right-hand corner of the net, and the keeper had no chance. And I remember Malcolm McDonald absolutely going ballistic, uh, <laughs> both then and after the game in the interview. And he, he was like a ranting, he was like, I told them to mark him, I told them <laughs> what had happened. Um, but uh, yeah, that that sticks that sticks out. The Darren Pitcher uh, goal away at Blackburn mm. in '94, I think it was yeah. when they, again they were. Uh, I think were they Premiership champions? I think, the I think they were. I mean, this was ever so slightly before my time, but I haven't done some research on this. I think I think they were the champions. So we, this was a bit of a, a shock for us. Like, was it? A re- it was a replay, wasn't it? So we, yes, it was. We, we it was nil nil here, yeah. and then we went up there and and uh, we scored one nil. And then had hung quite, on, quite for, early. Yeah, yeah. hung on for like grim death for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, so that one <coughs> sticks in my mind. Yeah, as well. a couple of deflections. Well, that's one that um, that people have uh, mentioned uh, on the forum. In fact, uh, CFC for life says Simon Church got a weldy using his knee and his elbow. His elbow, yeah. <laughs> I seem to remember at Hillsborough. We, uh, me and my mates, hung around after uh, after that game to get photos and stuff like proper geeks. And uh, so, oh, this is the first time I ever got to meet my hero, Simon Church, who came out. And I said, oh, a few people on Twitter have said that you handballed the goal in. Was that, would that what happened? And he went, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> in other words. So that's, that's how we know he did. Uh, Simmonson says, Kim Grant at Liverpool. Now, was that an FA Cup goal? I think a volley was that a Coca-Cola Cup? Good question. Yeah. I mean, again, Coca-Cola rings a bell. I yeah, so I've, I've, I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I've got a feeling that uh, Happy Valley says uh, Tracy at Palace. Do you remember this, this one? Oh, Ray Tracy. <laughs> Where was this? Was, what was it like? Uh, Ray Tracy. Well, all Ray Tracy's goals were, were awesome, but I'm biased because <laughs> he was my first ever hero, Ray yeah. Tracy. Um, 
I probably wasn't there. I don't remember going to Palace that often. Uh, I remember going there once as a kid. My dad dragged me there and uh, hated every second of it. Uh, that, does, that hasn't changed through the years. <laughs> um, and so um, I'm not sure I was there for that one. No. Uh, but but um, Bobbin said he liked Duffy's uh, winner at Wembley back in the day. I think <laughs> he, he was a bit of a scramble, that goal, but he just pulled it in. But his, uh, in terms of iconic Charlton moments, Tell, and obviously you were there Shut up. Uh, <laughs> celebrating your, your 30th birthday. <laughs> I was there with Makera. Yeah. Uh, Exiled Addict says, uh, a, a deflected, assisted Kins effort against Newcastle at the Valley and Mark Robson's free kick in the oh, replay of James's year. Mark Robson's free kick was a world Yeah, in fact, we, we've, uh, been, we've been given... We've been given the uh, the link to the video here, so I'll tweet that out after the game. Trouble uh, is, I think um, it, that was when I, I vividly remember that game because I'm pretty sure Alan Shearer was playing for Newcastle, and Richard Rufus I think was playing for us, and he had him in his pocket. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think uh, Alan Shearer was the most disrespectful uh, footballer I'd ever uh, because uh, he, he just hated the fact that Rufus had him in his pocket, and uh, the Charlton fans were obviously reminding of that uh, every possible opportunity. Uh, and he was just coming up and getting. When he scored uh, after Mark Robbins, so he basically scored the winner up at the St Joseph's Park. He made a point of coming right in up to us and ge- secretly giving us the hand gestures. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, just classless. Yeah. Oh, do you reckon he does that on match of the day? Just behind Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary Lucas back, back do, yeah, doing it to like Ian Wright or someone, Jermaine Genus. <laughs> uh, right. Sorry. Back on the uh, the forum, uh, addict nineteen sixty five says Pardew's header from outside the box against Burnley in the nineties. You remember that one Blimey. time? Um, no, I don't actually. Uh, Jack Charlton mentions that Darren Pitcher goal against Blackburn. Now addicted. Now this is uh, Derek Hales. We talked about this goal yesterday. Actually, tell we're talking about Derek Hales' goal at Harlow. Uh, it's on. It's this on is like the one where he crossed it. Yeah, it's on. It's on like the centenary DVD <laughs> yeah. or something like that. We're basically uh, away to Harlow Town. Uh, in the FA Cup, I've got uh, a feeling that was on the telly as well. I don't quote yeah. me, but uh, I think I think it must have been because yeah. there's video with commentary and all yeah, that. And I'm that sure was, very, was, that was very rare back in those days. Because remember them interviewing afterwards, and most people were thinking that uh, with Derek Ailes, uh, <clears throat> I remember coming back from the game, and everybody saying, "Well, well do you reckon Derek Ailes will admit that? Do you reckon he'll say it was an absolute worldy goal?" And uh, now I was aiming for the top corner, but apparently he was interviewed straight. I don't know if it was. Um, uh, Mr. Moore, that was uh, was in, uh, uh, that was interviewing him afterwards, but he, I think he just went, "No, no, no, it was a cross." <laughs> Uh, talking about FA Cup memories, Mark Anderson said the day we took over Old Trafford, ten thousand strong, uh, singing Lieburn with a consolation goal, we deserve more. So again, again, this is ever so. Oh, this was uh, early ninety four. Yeah, was I remember say? that game. We took it. I took so many people up there. Yeah, and uh, what was the what was the game? I think didn't they 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 went down to ten men. They went down yeah. to Schmeichel got sent off. Was that the one? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Schmeichel got sent off, and we all thought, "Hello, this is it." <laughs> and then uh, we were giving it large. Um, and then I think a minute into the second half, or after five minutes in the second half, we were two 0 or something, yeah. uh, because they just come out and battered us for for ten minutes, and that was it. Yeah. Bob Liskam uh, mentions the same goal. He says probably nothing special, but Lee Burns at Old Trafford and the things can only get better. Game, yeah. and he says I'm looking forward to the draw, and he hopes that we get Blackpool at home. And then he's put the pig emoji four times. What is what he's implying? I have there? no idea. <laughs> uh, Ollie Groom also mentioned that that Kinsella goal uh, against Newcastle. I think I've got a feeling that might have been on TV as well. The club, the club uh, tweeted a picture of it, uh, so the video of it the other day, and you could see him. You could see him scoring. Uh, it's about 25 yards out. He hit it quite low, and it sort of beat the keeper when perhaps it shouldn't have done. But it was a bit of a a screamer, Captain Black Attic has uh, tweeted us a photo of uh, the, the the elbow of church or the elbow of God, as I as I like to uh, uh, to, to call it. Um, draw tomorrow night. Anything you fancy? I mean, it's obviously, it's still the, the lower down teams. I'm, I'm torn actually. Yeah, I think uh, we're all 37. I think uh, I think it's been tweeted out. Uh, I'm torn between wanting a cushy, easy one if there is such a thing at home, like uh, real lower league stuff, or um, or uh, an interesting away tie. I'm, I'm torn. 
Because mm. I'd like to quite like to be in the third round. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd if if we have to have an away game, I want it to be like a good non-league team that, like, as in a non-league team that I haven't been to before. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I don't want to be going up to uh, some northern League One, League Two team for an away game because that's just <coughs> painful. Because like, I was I was sort of half eyeing up that week that weekend where we knew we wouldn't be able to play Millwall because they'd gone through. I was, I was sort of before the game, I was thinking, well, if we do lose, <laughs> what, are the chan- what are the chances? Do you reckon of the game we were supposed to be playing Millwall in the league, we end up getting them? In the <laughs> yeah, that'd be lovely, mm. wouldn't it? That's what we'd all love. And then it has to be moved for Sky to yeah. an international weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian Hayne says I did the sums on the once. Charlton do a bit less well than they should statistically, not hugely, but worse than they should in the FA Cup. I don't, I don't think that quantifies. I don't think uh, any professional report would come. Out. And in summary, we do less well than we should. <laughs> <laughs> not quite scientific in the tweet, but I understand Brian. No, he's done, probably right. Though. He's done the maths. Amy's yeah, come yeah. to my defence as well. It says it was in the first round against Norwich Victoria. Yes, no, she was. You're right. I love being. I've right. succumbed to yeah. your rightness. <laughs> uh, John Jones says the best Charlton uh, FA Cup memory was beating Sheffield Wednesday two 0 in '96. Their tango man broke into the North Stand yeah. to congratulate us. Do you know? The, the, I'm trying to remember what year it was. Well, the first time I ever remember playing Sheffield Wednesday, pretty much was in a cup at Sheffield Wednesday. And I remember getting there, and I always got there early. I, I, I don't know why, but I always got there like two or three. As soon as the gates opened, I was in there, and I was in the front. Uh, and I just remember Sheffield Wednesday turning up. And it was like, <laughs> I can't it was like a sea of this blue and white. They appeared at the, the far end, which is now the Jimmy Seed, um, and uh, came over the mound, because there was a mound from the entrance to the, to the, to the stand, or to, to the terrace. Uh, and they thought, well, we're not staying here. I don't know if it was raining or the, the weather was a bit inclement, but they decided the covered end is where they wanted to be, and they just <laughs> came off. Just, and they didn't bother walking around the pitch, they just walked across it. <laughs> Thousands of them. Absolutely <laughs> fine. And I'm standing there going, I'm on my own. <laughs> this isn't going to go well. Uh, and I got ushered out by uh, by police. Uh, and they took the covered end for that. But, I mean, they got, they got there really early. They didn't take the covered because there was only me in it. I think at the time there might have been a few. You should others. have stood firm, Terry. You, you could have turned this story into I fought off the tango yeah, man, got, <laughs> cronies, thousands of them. I thought I've got my flask and my blanket here. How am I going to hold them off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain Black Addict said the 4 0 defeat of Fulham in January 2012 was so much fun. Result mm. didn't matter, and all seven of us sang, or uh, all 7,000 of us sang all afternoon. We mentioned that one on Thursday. Oh, it was Thursday, a, yeah, great that, day. that was a great day. A few tweets coming from Matthias Johnson just uh, can squeeze in. Uh, actually, just one more from the FA Cup. Uh, Garmy says uh, not one, uh, not one goal, but the four we put past Forest in '99 after they gave it the big one beforehand. Hated Dave Bassett and the rest, and that was Cole Eburn's last ever goal for us. I remember being gutted when he uh, he went to Wimbledon a few days later. I remember he celebrated right in front of me. I, I, I have very fond memories of that game. I absolutely loved that game, and I did. I absolutely loved the FA Cup back in those days as well. And I still still holds a very special uh, place in my heart. Right, Matthias Johnson said this. Uh, this is our first. This was our first win in the FA Cup since that win at Hillsborough. Which is a good point. Wow. So we got knocked out in the long, first yeah. round. Yeah, last yeah, season against Colchester, year before against Blackburn yeah. uh, under Bob Peters. Uh, said looking forward to watching our game on the telly against Swindon. I can't see us keeping Lookman, although he has a, lo- a level head. Uh, a, a, a big club could come in, and he is gone. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, mean, I agree with that. But I'm just not sure when. Yeah, mm. I mean, uh, uh, a, a club came in. They weren't a big club in in the summer. Obviously, Palace, um, uh, and he wasn't gone. They came in with a, dec- a decent amount of money. I mean, six million pounds or something on those. Apparently lines. so. Yeah. 
And, Every and player's got a price, haven't they? Of course. If somebody comes in with 10, 15 million, is Roland really going to say no? Mm, no, we'll see. Well, no. uh, and uh, then Matthias Johnson said, don't you think Frederick Olverstad is a bit like Astrid Ajayevic in terms of his football ability? Can you remember either of those players, Tal? Uh, I don't remember Astrid or Ajayevic, no. <laughs> no, but uh, do, do you think there's a similarity? In <laughs> yes, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think Olverstad's got a bit more of an engine about him. I, mean, I, I remember Astrid uh, would, would start blowing out of his backside after about 10 minutes. I was going to say 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a... I, I, I actually say Overstead's a better player he's yeah. got that quality on or both of them have that quality where when they've got the ball they seem to have more time than a lot of other players mm-hmm. and that's something Lookman has as well but yeah. they're just very relaxed on the ball mm. right uh, looking ahead well we haven't really got time to be it's, it's the, uh, the, the, the the Charlton Live 5 haven't materialised no one's that's tweeted in saying they're going to Colchester <laughs> the Charlton Live 1 is tell just me game. then yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm giving it a miss I'd, uh, it's <laughs> going to be exactly like I mean I don't know if I've told you I must have done uh, the uh, the first game in the Jekyll trade was um, against uh, what is it Southampton under 12 yeah. <laughs> and uh, we came to the penalty shootout and for some reason I mean there wasn't that many people in I think it was a few hundred uh, who weren't making that much noise but most of the noise was them talking to themselves I think uh, and, and the rattling of cups but uh, when it came to the penalties just as the people were stepping up to take it it was a deathly everybody shut up so I'm commentating in the, in the gantry <laughs> halfway up the west and everybody could hear every word I was saying. <laughs> of course, when the first one went down, I went, Goal! Everybody, they would turn around. And then they look, what, what nut is that? <laughs> <laughs> so well, I can imagine it's going to be a, a similar experience up yeah. at uh, uh, Colchester. Well, we look forward to that. And I look forward to... I, I probably will try and listen to the commentary. Uh, if, if I, no, I probably won't. I'll probably go down the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quiz, yeah. quiz, quiz, I might too. Yeah, it's, it's quiz night down the railway on Tuesday, so I'll probably be there <laughs> rather than listening to that. But anyway, uh, time has beaten us here on Charlton Live, as, uh, just as we did to Scunthorpe yesterday, we. Uh, uh, thank you, Tom, for coming in this evening. Thanks, Louis. Thank you, uh, Terry. Cheers, Louis. Yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've been Louis Mellis. Thanks for all your tweets and your emails. We'll be back on Thursday evening with a big match preview. Myself, Tom and Nathan will look ahead to next week's games against Swindon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.